Hijacked, A Beechwood Adventure by G. Michael Smith Chapter 14 The Witness Billy stood with his back to a tree on the boulevard in front of Jackie's house. The shadows were long and the sun was about to catch the edge of the fence. After disappearing behind it, the trip to the maple tree would be easy, for the shadows would conceal their actions. As usual, Jackie was late. Billy sighed and slid to a sitting position with his back to the tree. He set his backpack between his legs and closed his eyes. A moment later, his mind took him to the tunnel. He was imagining what was beyond the section where he had stopped. Next time, he would take a geek light that fit on his forehead and a backup flashlight. He needed to find a time to go all the way to the end. The brass buckle seemed to suggest that the tunnel ended at the rocky outcrop on the median between the two sides of the freeway. He wondered what he might find there. Sometime in the past, this tunnel led directly to the forge in the cellar of the Cooper house. A forge was used for melting metal. Why would someone want to keep that a secret? When he was cleaning up, he saw a number of brass figurines in the cellar. The secret part still bothered him. His mind was wandering again when he heard a faint snapping noise. He opened his eyes just before Jackie jumped on him and whispered, Boo! Jackie fell over on the ground laughing. I scared you! Billy climbed to his feet. You did not! He grabbed his pack and foamy, looked cautiously around and started walking to the old maple. Come on, it's getting dark. I want a bit of sunlight to set up on the platform. Soon they dropped to the shed roof at the back of the Cooper property. They climbed down to the ground and looked around and made their way to the base of the giant cedar. I will go up first and drop the rope. You tie the stuff to the rope. I will haul it up while you climb up, said Billy. Sounds like a plan, said Jackie. He dropped his bag and foamy on top of Billy's. A few minutes later, they were both laying on their sleeping bags, staring up the tree, while the sun slowly disappeared behind a copse of fir trees on the other side of the freeway. What'd you bring for snacks? asked Jackie. You were supposed to bring the food. I did, but I just assumed you would bring something in case I forgot. What'd you bring, Billy boy? Billy sat up and grabbed his backpack. He reached inside and pulled out some fruit bars. He tossed them to Jackie. He followed the arc of the fruit bars, and in the background he saw a police car with its flashing lights behind a large truck towing a semi-trailer. Look, he said, and he pointed down at the freeway. Darkness had settled and the flashing lights, blue and red, splattered the trees on the median. The semi pulled over on the median side of the southbound freeway lanes. There was no room on the curbside. The police car stopped behind the trailer, and two men got out. Billy stared at the car that did not look like a police car. The flashing lights were inside the car and tucked into the car's grill. 
Billy found it odd that this police car had no flashing lights at the back of the car to warn oncoming drivers that there was an obstruction ahead. He had seen enough cop shows to know. Cool, said Jackie. I wonder why they pulled the truck over. Probably something wrong with the lights. See, one of those men is checking the lights at the back of the truck. Where did the other guy go? He walked behind the truck, probably to talk to the driver. Both Billy and Jackie watched and waited for the second policeman to reappear. They must be undercover cops. Yeah, no uniforms. The boys continued to watch the events unfolding below. The policeman behind the truck picked up a rock from the side of the road. He was framed with light from a passing car. He carried the rock back to the truck and looked around. He even looked at the tree where Jackie and Billy were sitting. He did not dwell on them. The boys were sure they were invisible behind the branches. They could see out, but the man on the road below could not see them. The man seemed satisfied that no one was watching him. The two boys watched him, framed in flashing red and blue light, take the rock and smash one of the taillights on the truck and toss the rock into the bushes on the median. Whoa! Did you see what that cop did? He smashed the light, said Jackie. Holy crap! Billy, he smashed the light on purpose, shouted Jackie. Below, the light-smashing policeman looked up. He scanned for witnesses, as if he had heard Jackie shout. Shut up! He might hear you, whispered Billy, as he pulled down on Jackie's arm to hide him from the cop below. The policeman had not heard him. He stepped to the side so he could see the side of the truck that was hidden from Billy and Jackie's view. He pointed at the smashed light. Just then the driver of the truck came into view followed by the other policeman. The driver stared at the broken light. He reached out to touch it and looked down. On the ground he saw pieces of red plastic and bent down to pick one up. He straightened and looked at the shard of red plastic in his hand, looked back at the broken light and looked back at the cops. He pointed at them and became very animated. The boys could see that he was shouting at the policeman. They guessed he had realized that the policeman had just smashed his light. At that point, everything became more animated and happened very quickly. The light-smashing policeman pulled out a gun and pointed it at the driver. The other policeman quickly put handcuffs on the driver. They marched him to the car and opened the car door. The driver tried to back up and turn around. The policeman hit the driver in the head with the butt of his gun and shoved him into the back seat. <gasps> Double crap, whispered Billy. The boys had crouched down and were peering through the cracks and knot holes in the three-foot fence that surrounded the platform. They had built it so no one would fall off in their sleep. Now they were using it to ensure that the men below did not notice that they were witnesses to the events happening on the side of the freeway. 
Maybe that driver's a wanted criminal, said Jackie. Why would they smash his light? What are they going to do now? As if to answer his question, one of the men disappeared down the side of the truck, and the other got into the police car and shut off the flashing lights. The truck started to move down the freeway, followed by the police car. Soon they disappeared from sight. I don't get it said Jackie, now sitting up with his back to the fence. They should have called for someone to take the truck away. If that guy was arrested, then they would both take him in. They would never have driven the truck. Those big semis require an air brake license. It's unlikely that a typical cop would even know how to drive one. I know, my uncle drives one and he goes on about how difficult it is to drive one of those big rigs unless, like him, you've had the right training. Billy shook his head. I don't know. It's pretty weird. He climbed into his sleeping bag and rolled on his stomach. I have to work tomorrow. That means I have to get up early, go home, eat breakfast and then come back here. I better get some sleep. Sleep tight replied Jackie. Billy heard him getting his bed ready, and then the sound of water falling from a great height. Mm, Jackie began, I think we're going to need to find a better place to pee from. I'm pretty sure the wind just blew that pee stream right onto one of the lower climbing rungs. Nice, Jackie. Nice. You're going to go down first in the morning to clean it off. I said I think. Anyway, it will be dry by morning. You won't even notice. Night, Billy boy. Billy listened to Jackie get settled in his sleeping bag. He closed his eyes, but sleep did not come. He stared up the tree trunk. The branches swayed in the light breeze. Thoughts of the truck and the police actions he had just witnessed marched through his mind step by step. After each, he stopped and reflected on what had happened. In the end, he was no closer to understanding the why of what he had witnessed. He started over again. He started sooner than before. He started when he first saw the police car lights coming down the highway. It pulled up behind the semi. He inspected the car in his mind. It was an older model sedan was not something the police would still be using. That thought triggered a series of thoughts that resulted in the following realization. They were not cops, and they stole the truck. Hijacked was a better word. They hijacked the truck. Billy sat up. He wanted to wake up Jackie and tell him but he could hear him breathing rhythmically and decided not to. He lay back down and watched the film in his head one more time. The semi had the name of a large electronic store chain on the side. It was probably filled with top-of-the-line merchandise, the kind of stuff that hijackers could easily sell. What would they do with the driver? Thoughts of murder filled Billy's mind. The driver could be dead by now. They might have killed him to keep him from identifying them. All the ways they might have killed him swirled around in Billy's mind, 
he forced himself from thinking of it and turned over. Sleep did not come quickly. Chapter 15 Sleep Out Plans The next morning Billy woke at sunrise. Jackie was already awake and sitting cross-legged with his sleeping bag over his shoulders. He was staring down at the freeway pull-out. The silence was broken by a car driving toward the city. Jackie turned to Billy. I don't think they were cops. They stole that truck, he said flatly, and turned to Billy. We gonna tell anyone? Dunno, Billy shrugged. Jackie nodded, as if he understood that the case was temporarily closed. It was like the light of day had erased the fear they had felt the night before. They packed up and climbed down. Billy jumped off the third step to avoid the possibility of touching a peed-on cleat. Jackie told him he was crazy. He pointed at the bottom two cleats. I must have missed. There's no pee on these. Billy shrugged. He was not taking any chances. They headed for the garden shed, climbed onto the roof and into the maple tree, with fruit bars hanging out of their mouths. They parted ways after agreeing to talk to the gang later that day. Billy dumped his stuff in his room and poured himself some cereal. He sniffed the milk to make sure it was not sour and poured it into the bowl. He ate and waited for his dad to get up. A few minutes later, his dad came into the kitchen dressed in his robe. He did not say anything to Billy, just walked to the coffee machine and made a morning coffee. He sat down opposite Billy and took a sip. How was the sleepover? His dad asked with little enthusiasm. It's okay. No problems? No. Whole gang might try it out tonight. That's if their parents let them. Sounds like fun. Don't stay up too late. Why? Well, I told the university people we would drop by on Monday and get the lowdown on that skeleton you found at the Coopers. I thought you might like to come. After all, you discovered it. I'm also dropping off the tent at the police station. Knowing how busy they are, that tent might lay there all summer before they get around to picking it up. Thoughts of the police both excited and frightened Billy. Knowing whose skeleton it was might also explain the buckle. Maybe they even knew about the tunnel. Billy had kept it a secret. He realized he was keeping a lot of secrets. The buckle, the tunnel, the secret cupboard in the cellar, and now the events on the freeway were all piling up in his head. Only Jackie knew about the freeway. Billy knew he would not tell anyone. Are we working today? You'll be glad to hear that I'm giving you a half a day off. We will work this morning and then I have to go into the city. That's okay with you? He asked with a grin. Billy just grinned back and started to eat his cereal. I'm just about finished digging up the garden bed. What do you want me to do next? His dad rubbed his chin whiskers. The bottom section of siding on the house needs to be painted. It will require some scraping first. The old paint is flaking off. I think I have a wire brush you can use to clean it up before you paint. 
I will get the paint when I go into the city this afternoon. Okay, those roots are starting to invade my dreams. I don't think I can do that job much longer without losing my mind. <laughs> I know what you mean. Long, tedious jobs tend to wear on a body. That's why I like my job. I get to do a whole lot of different things. You should consider that when you choose your path in life. Any thoughts on what you want to be when you grow up? Billy looked at the ceiling. Well, lately I've been thinking about becoming a detective, or a treasure hunter, or both. His father burst into laughter. Billy's face started to turn red. What's wrong with that? he retorted. They are both pretty cool things to do. Nothing is wrong. It's just that becoming either of those things requires something else first. Like what? Well, a detective usually requires that you become a police officer or a criminalist first. A treasure hunter usually means you started out as an archaeologist or historian first. Those things require time and study. There are no detective or treasure hunter schools that I know of. He reached out and patted Billy's hand. William, I didn't mean to burst your bubble. He reconsidered. On the other hand, a kid with your smarts could probably do anything you want. When we go to the university, you can ask about being a treasure hunter. It does sound like an interesting job. He smiled. Any of that cereal left? Yeah, said Billy, and he handed the box to his dad. A few minutes later, they were on their way to the Cooper place. Billy completed the garden by ten and started scraping the flaking paint. He worked till noon and was dropped off back home. His dad continued to the city, leaving Billy free for the afternoon. Billy called Jackie and they decided to call the gang together. That was done by phone tree. Jackie phoned Petra, Petra phoned someone else and so on until everyone was called. Billy headed out the door with an apple in his pocket and a quickly constructed ham sandwich in his mouth. He sat leaning against the concrete steps on the far side of the boulevard. He was munching on the apple as the gang started to arrive. Petra was first. She plunked down beside him. Oh, I can't wait till we all get our own cell phones. We can just text each other, she said. Yeah, right. My dad won't get me a cell phone until I'm 15. My sister got hers last year. She's 16 now. Well, I'm getting mine on my birthday, but that's not until November. I can't wait. Lucky you, said Billy, just as Jackie Maddox, Orf, and Charming arrived. Jackie had a backpack slung over his shoulder. Who's lucky? asked Orf, overhearing Billy's comment. Billy ignored the question, not wanting to start a discussion on the possibility of getting a cell phone. Where's Binky? He turned to Orf. Did you call him? He asked, realizing he had forgotten to remind Jackie to exclude him from the phone tree. Yeah, but he couldn't come. I talked to his mother. She said they were going away for the weekend. 
Just as well. I don't think it's a good idea for him to spend the night in the treehouse. He's too young. How did it go last night? Any problems we need to address before tonight? asked Petra. Billy glanced at Jackie. They silently agreed that they would not mention what they now both thought of as a hijacking. Great, said Billy. Yeah, great. You can sure see a long ways from up there. I woke up in the middle of the night and the trees were swaying back and forth. It was a little spooky but cool at the same time, said Jackie. There's one rule I have decided as president of this club, stated Billy. Jackie butted in. What rule? I decided that the boys, like the girls, have to pee in a container. No one can pee over the edge. The wind can blow pee all over the climbing cleats. Besides that, it will really stink if everyone pees over the edge. So the rule is, you hold it, or you bring your own container with a lid. Sounds like this pee problem came up last night. Who peed over the edge and where did the pee land? asked Petra, who was now standing with her hands on her hips. She looked from Jackie to Billy and back to Jackie. Tinker, it was you, wasn't it? I'll bet you peed all over the climbing cleats. God, I hope you cleaned off the cleats. I never got any pee on the cleats, replied Jackie defensively. All right, shouted Billy. Enough pee talk. Does everyone have their harness ready? Everyone nodded. Is there anything else? We're going to need food and entertainment, said Orf. Everyone has to bring something. I can bring cards and a huge bag of peanuts. I'll bring chips, said Petra. She turned to the others. I can raid my mother's candy stash. She always buys extra at Halloween. She will never miss it, said Maddox. I can request my mother to purchase sodas for our drinking pleasure, said Charming. Our drinking pleasure? I can't believe you just said that, laughed Jackie. What is wrong with that? Do you not want sodas? Charming always became formal when he was unsure of something. Nothing wrong with that, said Billy. Jackie is just being an ass. He mock-punched Jackie on the shoulder. Now, if that is all, then let's get ready. No one said anything. We will meet at the base of the maple. I want all our stuff up on the platform before the sun goes down. That means we should start by eight. Agreed? Everyone nodded. Billy jumped to his feet. Let's go get our stuff ready. Everyone headed to their respective houses to pack. Jackie reached up and grabbed Billy's arm. He mouthed the word, wait. And he and Billy walked together. Jackie did not speak until everyone else was out of sight. Billy boy, do you think we could borrow a bit of power from Mrs. Cooper? Not a lot. In fact, it would not cost more than a few pennies. Power, responded Billy. I want to run an electrical cord from the shed up to the treehouse. I checked out the cords my dad uses for the electric trimmer. I think they will reach. What do we need power for? 
I don't want the treehouse lit up like a Christmas tree. Someone would be sure to see it, and poof! Billy snapped his fingers on both hands in front of Jackie's face. Our secret hideout would not be a secret any more. Even our use of flashlights must be limited. Not lights. I want power for this. He slipped the backpack off his back and removed a surveillance camera. He held it out in front of Billy's face. I have my dad's old clunky laptop to record what this baby sees, but they both need power. The battery on the laptop lasts about five minutes, so it has to be plugged in all the time. Billy stared back at him. Jackie moved the camera in front of Billy's face in what he thought was a hypnotic motion. Finally, Billy reached up and grabbed his hand. You want to record us up there? What for? Billy boy, sometimes I think you have the brain the size of a pea. We're going to gather evidence to take to the police. We mount this up in the cedar tree. I set it to detect motion. It will record whatever it sees happen on the freeway. If those fake cops come back again and hijack another truck, we will record them on the laptop. This baby has night vision. Looks pretty old and clunky. Don't let looks deceive you. My dad got six of these off an auction site. They were used to surveil a large lumber yard so they can see a long way at night. He was going to set them up in our yard, but he hasn't gotten around to it yet. We will borrow this one. Are you sure it'll work? Pretty sure I can make it work. It's not wireless or anything, but that just means it will be easier to make work. All we need is power. He gave Billy his most pleading look. Okay, let's set it up. What else do you need besides extension cords? Not much, just a couple of screws to attach it to the tree. We should try to conceal the cord if we can. I have an orange cord that will go from the shed to the base of the tree. I want a black one to go up the tree so no one will notice it. When do you want to do this? Tomorrow, after everyone leaves the fort. Billy was warming to the idea of spying on the hijackers. He nodded. Tomorrow. They walked home to pack for their camp out in the secret hideout. Billy's mind wandered to all the secrets he was keeping. The camera would be just one more.